welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for December. Jingle, jingle, jingle bells, because it's full Christmas time now, except it is in a couple of days, but by the time I put this out in edit, it's going to be like December time. So, I thought it would be nice to get somebody who is hardworking, who is dedicated, who is, um, who is a an influencer, somebody who does reviews, somebody who does previews, um, who he doesn't try and hold back on his views. You could also, you could even say he's maybe a little bit, he's a bit unfiltered. Because joining me from the Unfiltered Gamer is Mr. Michael Wright. So, hello, sir. How are you? How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Good. I am, um, I'm kind of, I don't know, you're like in my Pokemon collection of people... <laughs> People I had to have on the show. You gotta catch them all, and I'm uh, one of those. You are. If, as long as you're not gonna put me in a bag, in a ball, in a box, because I don't want to be in a prison, in a prison, in a prison. I want to be on your shoulder, okay? Um. Okay. Well, we'll th- I'll, I'll need to think about that because <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I had the guys from Tantrum House, and and the, you know they're they you know I was thinking about getting them next, and maybe one of them's potentially shoulder material, and then obviously if Rodney Smith turned up. He's definitely shoulder material. I'm sorry. He has to be kind of trotting about like a Pikachu. I've just can, <laughs> I, I've just um, yeah, I've just um, compared uh, Rodney Smith to Pikachu. So I don't That's think we right. can. I don't think I'm we sure can. Get appreciate that. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it just cements the fact I'm never, ever, ever gonna have him on the show. But this isn't about Rodney, it's about it's about you. I'm kind of delighted to, to kind of have you on. For uh, people who have not listened to us before, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, the reason that we do this is because the, I wholeheartedly believe that there is quite simply not enough podcasts out there um, about board gaming that are recorded by me, which is why we're on episode 220 something i don't know i'm just keeping going like the terminator can't be stopped not even by sarah connor more herself more. just more it's more and more is <laughs> more is always good you know as gordon gecko if he was making podcasts about board gaming he'd be he'd be doing millions of them uh, just like wall street um and the second reason that we do this as as i say is because um Michael has been involved in the industry for quite some time. He has been doing a lot of, um, he's putting out videos left, right and center. He's providing reviews and previews and a lot of guidance and a lot of, you know, just general, uh, kind of cracking content for people who are, um, interested in the hobby. So it felt like a good time to get him on to have a chat. Um, we want to have, well, obviously. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> you're here um in terms of mean i mean if we step back just a little bit um i mean do you i mean what i mean how did you kind of get involved in the hobby kind of first of all what were your kind of your first your first kind of steps your kind of your history with the hobby so I originally worked, uh, well, I went to school, got my degrees in psychology and statistics, and then mm-hmm. after that I decided to go into the film industry. I live in uh, Los Angeles, California for uh, an easy location if you guys figure out what that is. And okay. uh, I did different films. Uh, some of the stuff was from Asylum, uh, Sharknado being a popular one of theirs. Uh, I did some acting in a couple shows. You might even find me on Netflix uh, if you look really, really, really hard. And uh, after yeah. that, for a couple of years, my, my back started going out a little bit, and mm-hmm. I wasn't able to carry the lights. I had a lot of gaffing work and that kind of stuff, and a lot of taxing physical labor. So I decided that I wanted to do something that involved film. I wanted to do something that I had a passion for, and I wanted to integrate my award-winning personality into all of that. <laughs> so I decided to start doing some uh, some videos, and I just started with you know a black background in my phone, and yeah. you know pumping out content. I've got my site. I went you know added all that stuff up and uh yeah i've just been uh going crazy ever since what kind of actor were you then when you just were you kind of what i mean is there kind of character roles that you'd like i mean have you got a film or genre that you would like to be in are you a kind of a comedy kind of guy you're quite serious kind of actor or is it I wouldn't call myself anything serious. Like I said, I, I did gaffing and, and uh, I did I did the lights and I did the uh, shadows and effects and stuff like that in the movies. Yeah. Uh, but 
uh, the acting was very small. I mean, I probably did a couple backgrounds. I did a speaking role or two. Wow. Um, I was a bouncer. I was a werewolf. Just like little fun things. <laughs> you were a werewolf. But re- realistically, I did a lot more of the tech side, a lot more of the, the grip and right. gaff, that, that kind of stuff, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. But uh, de- definitely uh, different than than what I guess you would assume a person would do in LA. But yeah, uh, so I just, I took all that, all that talent that I mm. had or, you know, that little talent I had and then I just integrated it into the, uh, the board gaming realm. Started, you know, shaking hands with people and meeting people and yeah. All right. Okay. 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 Were you, in, were you interested in kind of like board games for a while then? Or was it something you kind of, was it something you were kind of doing on the side before you kind of decided actually let's pick up a camera and start start kind of filming it, it yourself a, talking about it? It was a heavy hobby at first, and as mm. I continued to to play games and all that kind of stuff, I got really more into it. Mm. I started in, you know increasing my collection, like most of you do. You probably start with like one or two games, and then you go to like oh I don't know a hundred mm. or two hundred, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'd play every weekend, and I decided that you know what, well, I want to play every single day. <laughs> 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 have you got I mean have you got quite a large collection of games then I mean are you are, are you because of the because of the nature of your work because you're doing this full time I take it you actually wanting to have the kind of the a new board game turning up that must be almost like at least a, a second day or third day occurrence that you you know you must be on first name terms with like the UPS guy and things like that cuz he must just know you and you know here's another box of games kind of thing do you are you quite strict on kind of what you hold on to in terms of the collection i mean is there like an unfiltered gamer collection which is everything that you kind of bring in to kind of preview and review and then is there this is michael's kind of stash that i kind of look after and take care of kind of thing so, um, I do get a lot of games. I mm. don't know if I would classify myself as anything near, like, the Dice Tower, Undead Viking, or any of those guys. Yeah. They get a lot of games. Yeah. Um, but I probably get one or two every day or every other day. So wow. I get quite a bit. And I mm. show them off every week on Wednesday on my live streams, which is kind of cool. So people get to see what's coming in and what's mm. going to be for review and whether they want to watch my videos or not. Um, I have, at my house, I have, of course, my big bookshelf of my personal top 50 or 60 games yeah i've also got all of the games that i'm currently reviewing all queued up in a you know another specific area uh-huh. and then i have uh-huh. all the reviewed games that i really enjoy that's in a specific area and then i've got everything else scattered around in the in the studio you've seen my my videos i'm imagining yeah. maybe one or two at least yeah and, uh, there's just, I, I try and move them around and i have them in the garage games that are good but ones i don't play as much or i'm not a, as big of a fan i usually will give to uh, charities i've given mm-hmm. to tabletop takeover events uh, i will have given them to uh, people that like it Some, I, have, I have two schools that are sponsoring me they have little game groups and i'll just send mm-hmm. them uh yearly game packages of all right games that i've gotten to play yeah. so extra life is another charity that i like to donate to that's here in california and yeah. they uh, they're like a children's hospital and yeah uh, yeah i've heard of them yeah 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 so a whole bunch of different uh little things like that but yeah i have i have a lot of games i don't even know the count to be honest anymore <laughs> is it just a case <laughs> i i mean how do you deal with the space then i mean do you have to be do you have to get do you get to a point where you have to just say right okay these things they're just going whether I kind of like them or not, these they just have to go and live somewhere else. Otherwise, we're going to have no place for cereal, you know, kind yeah, of thing. There's yeah. no place after, for kind of the work. After my first thousand games, I've... Yeah. Uh, I, I now, <laughs> whenever I get in like 20 or 30, I'll, I'll, I'll switch out 20 or 30. And I mean, there's a lot of games... I'm I don't know, people, I like a lot of games. It, as long as they're, you know, not broken and they have some cool theme or something mm. interesting, or mm. even even if it's a game that's not even, like, something that I would normally like, but I had a lot of fun playing it, whether it was because of the group of people or mm. just the theme, I, I'm like, oh, it's so cool, you know? But realistically, there's only so much space, so a lot of it goes in the garage, and then the gr- games from the garage will go out to the charities and to events. Uh, mm. I have a lot of games that come in that are unopened of course that yeah. I either already have a copy of or are meant to be a giveaway so on my site I actually give away a lot of these games every two weeks I'll have two or three giveaways that I'm constantly giving away games in fact I've got three of them on my site right now All right. Um, 
one of them being How Game Are You, which is a Kickstarter game, and then yeah. another one is some other kind of party style game that I actually haven't played, but the designer was kind enough to hand me a bunch of copies, so. Oh, right. That's cool. So what's in the kind of, you know, what's in your kind of, I guess, your wine cellar collection, the ones that you kind of have on your shelf that... I actually have right behind my battle station is what I like to call it. Uh, my, yeah. my area where I do podcasts and my editing and my editor yeah. does his editing next to me. I have a big stack of uh, games on my smaller, I have a little, like a little smaller, like Michael's favorite games. And mm-hmm. uh, they're all sitting right behind me. What are you, what are you kind of looking at? I mean, out of the stuff that's got Sure, there, I can what's... go ahead and uh, go ahead yeah. and list off a couple. So I have The Others, the uh, Seven Sins game by Simon. I've got Clank, a popular game. Yeah, uh, there is Cthulhu Wars, a Sandy Peterson game. Um, All right, you've got Mansions of Madness, Flick 'em Up, Five Tribes, Deception, BSG. I got oh, Descent. Yeah. I've got some Galaxy Trucker, which I personally love. Um, there is Thanos Rising, a, a new favorite of mine, Lucidity by Shannon Kelly. Yeah, game and uh, Rex Summit, Kingsburg. <laughs> they, yeah, th- those are the. Ones I see offhand, but there's probably an extra 50 or so there. And is it a particular kind of style of game that you kind of like? A particular kind of mechanic? I think when people are discuss- kind of discussing and describing mechanics, I think mechanics are starting to kind of gel a bit. mechanic yeah. video came out today. Yeah. Me and I, uh, Jackie I, from Show Me How to Win. I, I know. <laughs> Which is where... <laughs> Which is, is that why, why I ma- yes, that's why I mentioned it. Go watch the video. No, but uh, <laughs> if you if you want to have a sp- if you if you want to have a spoiler though, uh, deception is yeah. my favorite deception, or 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 if you want an actual mechanic, it would be like hidden a hidden role or a hidden card that you utilize throughout the game. So a yeah. card you start with face down, whether it be a character or a role or mm-hmm. in that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I mean, is there games that you're currently that you don't have in your collection that if somebody kind of sent to you, they would be they'd be going straight on the shelf, kind of behind you? So um, I know this would probably be odd, but I want the new Looney Quest <laughs> expansion. It's an interesting okay. game that that isn't trader based. Expecting, yeah, that's not what I was expecting. Yep. <laughs> And then I also want Catacombs, which is a dungeon-crawling flicking game. See, like, I like a lot of games. I don't really have a wheelhouse like car- like the heavy cardboard likes heavy games. Or yeah. Show Me How to Win likes large Euros. Ferdinand yeah. the Cardboard Stacker, he likes um, uh, worker placement style games. I, If it's fun or it has a cool theme... Uh, yeah. I'm I'm down to check it out, you know. And as long as, like I said, as long as we're not like yelling at each other throughout the game, but that can be fun too. I yeah, got banned on Facebook for a month for a crazy werewolf shenanigans we had li- <laughs> as our live stream last month. <laughs> Were you howling? So we get we get a little rowdy, yeah. <laughs> um, did you? Back how, ca- many, how many did you board back gamers catacombs? have you heard of getting banned? <laughs> I yeah I I think usually I quite a, mostly I, I don't use them it. you know I'm quite I'm quite int- I'm a bit of an introvert here kind of thing and there's like oh no no go and see Michael because he's just like shouting and howling <laughs> the place kind of down um did you back Catacombs then you know the latest Kickstarter campaign's been out did you kind of go in with so that and back that I I I'm not allowed due to my wife to buy any more Kickstarter games oh <laughs> I. Because there's so many that I review and that I enjoy, mm. I feel like mm. it's kind of unfair if like I just pick and choose. You know, if I if I like them all similar, if there's there's a lot of them I like very similarly like, that are like you know right on par, five out of ten, which is mm-hmm. a standard game for me. Mm-hmm. So on the occasion, I'll sneak one in. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and shout out <laughs> Mythic Games for Solomon Kane. I did pick that one up yeah. because it was too gorgeous to pass up. But I try to stick to my wife's rule of not buying not buying games too much due to just how many we get in and uh, the fairness from you know all our friends, creators, and all that kind of stuff. I, I am going to just bragging rights here and say that our logo is on the front of the latest Catacombs third, <laughs> third edition box. I know. I don't know. This is what happens. Oh, well, this, is, this podcast is over. I'm done. You just, you just, <laughs> you know, oh. I win. 
No, I don't. I was just like Aaron says, because <laughs> I've been speaking to Aaron for years now, and Aaron's, you know, and we've we we love Catacombs. It's one, of, you know, we we spoke about Catacombs it. Conquest. It's just been a game I've really wanted to play. Oh. I've, I've never played it, but I've just seen it. Everybody's talked about how much they enjoy it. I like dungeon crawls. I like flicking games. Yeah, but it's just I've just never got it. It's 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 on my top ten wish list right now. So we'll we'll see oh. eventually here. I mean, I think at the moment we have to do some kind of charity appeal and say that, you know, if we put on this, the sympathetic voice and say, Michael is, my, Michael is determined to live out his dreams. And one of those I, I dreams will, uh, is to flick some, some discs. I'll, I'll do a doe-eyed picture for him. I'll, I'll like, I'll have a, like a sad <laughs> face with like fake tears running down and like a little sign in my hand saying, please help. You know, <laughs> something like a like like you would see a, a sad cat video, you know, but that would just be me. It wouldn't look as good though, because it'd be a hairy, tall, big dude. But you know, just not? have just have a little sign that just says "discless." <laughs> perfect. Just That's have perfect it right sit, there. Just have it sit, sit in front of you, and make sure you've kind of got tear stains on the kind of the front of the sign, and we can we can send a photograph to Aaron, and I'm sure that you know, he'll look at that and then say. um I'm I'm too busy. <laughs> no, I mean that. No, it's it's a it's a it's a fun. It is it's a fun game. It's worthwhile, and it's it seems to be one of these things where he's taken the product and he seems to be constantly looking at innovating it and making changes, not for the sake of just putting out another Kickstarter, but actually looking at like making the changes and making it better. There's a big kind of there's a big kind of community behind it, which is where, which he's been actively kind of saying, right, okay, what ideas have you got? And then they've been giving him ideas, and he says, right, we're going to be putting this in the next, in this version, we'll just write into the rules. So he's kind of he's very very kind of kind of responsive to it. But what I mean, you said you know you were heavy into the hobby, and then you, but what what actually was the driving force behind you actually saying, Do you know what, I'm going to film, I'm going to talk because the. The board game, the board game media space, seems to be full of a lot of channels which maybe only have five or six videos. Do you know what I mean? Where people say, "Right, I'm oh, yeah. going to do there's, this. I'm going to do this." Like, you know, there's like ten different channels that are like over like fifty thousand, or even maybe less. Yeah. yeah, And then there's like channels like mine that are maybe around eight to fifteen thousand, and then there's yeah. a bunch that are like you know. 50 subscribers or 100 subscribers and those ones yeah. only have like five videos yeah so yeah that's it's i wanted to produce content for an, a niche subject and i think kickstarter is you know very rampant it's been rampant in the last couple of years and yeah uh, i like to give eyes to those creators that are trying to innovate and change the way games are made mm-hmm. as because you see a lot of the larger industry type peoples and or companies they are making games that they know will sell, yeah. which is fine. Like I like Clank, I just listed it, but they're gonna they're gonna make six or seven iterations of that game because they know it's going to sell. Whereas yeah. I want somebody to make Clank, and then I want them to try and make another innovative game, you know. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's why I'm always looking on Kickstarter, and that's what was like focused me and fascinated me. I mean, I've seen games where one of them I played recently is Gravity Warfare. You literally played the game on a 3D board, and you yes. actually move your characters upside down on the board. Yeah. Like that's innovative. Whether you like it or not, or whether it was done right, is another thing, and that's up to you as a person. I mean, I gave my opinion on my review but honestly that kind of thinking is what i enjoy in games and seeing the new and interesting things that kind of are brought up even like the game the mind is another one right where you no one talks in the game uh necrophobia nictophobia yeah uh, where you can't you have to close your eyes that kind of stuff i i'm a i'm so fascinated by and i i love the creativity that people bring to those games Mm -hmm. so that that's what interests me and drives me and that's why it makes me pick these games and it just so happens that in this hobby there's a bunch of them on kickstarter some not as good as others right but yeah. uh being able to give a voice to all those platforms and even for not you know most games will have at least some kind of audience and i want to kind of direct that audience to that game yeah yeah what do you do you have like a set set of rules that you follow kind of internally if somebody approaches you kind of with a game i mean do you have kind of like if you know if i said okay i've got this i got this card game that i really really need you know i'd love it if you kind of looked at it is there certain kind of criteria that you lay out for people that you prefer them to to follow to have to do before they 
you know, kind of sent you a copy, you know, sent you a review copy of the game or a prototype version of the game? I don't know how a lot of people do it, but I have a very simple system. You go on the site mm-hmm. and you'll see everything that I do, and it's pretty mm-hmm. easy to navigate. Yeah. Then you can go to our promotions and you mm-hmm. can pick a package. Some of them, well, the review is, is free, and then the higher you go up with the package will include the review, and you could buy, I don't know, a banner or a live play. So you can pick from those, right? And that's how I make my, my money is from through advertising. Yeah. Um, and of course, people send me just copies of the game, you know, if they want. But once you pick those, and then you add any add-ons, like I said, whether it be a banner or a Facebook banner or whatever, then you go to our contact, and there's a form you fill out, a Google form that will tell you, you know, click all the boxes that you want. And after that, you will have our address on the bottom of that uh, contact form. So if you want to send me, like, a, a rotted shoe or some, you know, dead apples or whatever, you can do that as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but after you fill the form out, you just go ahead and send the game over, and I will go ahead and take care of the rest. And it's it's a really easy system. I make sure to get every video out on time. I think I've only missed one or two in the last two and a half years, and I've yeah. done over 400 reviews. So I think that's very important. Uh, I also have specific rules on which games I won't cover. Um, specifically, if it's a game we really dislike, it, it I don't see a I, I don't want to like I don't want to create a hit piece for somebody because I don't think that helps. But I also won't create a review um for a game that i i i, I completely like you know because i want to re- remain unbiased as possible and it's really hard to do in this industry right you gotta like yeah. pick and choose your battles so uh, if it's really terrible i'll just send it back to him and say here you know i'm sorry i'm not going to be you know I, I can't do that so but it does that's rarely happened most games have some kind of audience or some interest to somebody and i can bring out the highlights and in my reviews i always specifically say you know there, there's the positives and the negatives, and then I want you to decide. So I don't really usually give my full, like, I don't say, buy this game or yeah, do not yeah. buy this game. I don't do that usually. Unless it's a game that's amazing, then I'll go ahead and throw that in. Or if it's a game that was, it, it just made the video tipping point, but not enough to me, for me to send it back. I'll be like, I didn't like this game. However, there's an audience for it. Uh, Chartered the Golden Age is a game, uh, like Acquire, right? Yeah. And, uh, the game is well done. If you like Acquire, you will enjoy this game. Yeah. Uh, everybody I played with enjoyed it, but I hated it. I don't uh-huh. like Acquire either, though, so... <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I mean, in that, in that kind of situation, I mean, if somebody... I mean, one of the things that, get, I mean, one of the things that kind of gets leveled at anybody that's critiquing a kind of a piece of, you know, be it kind of board games, be it video games, be it art or whatever, if there's some kind of money involved... There's a whole thing that comes up about, well, you know, um, if you give you money, you're always going to kind of give it a good kind of review. So have you sure. have you had to be really kind of strict sometimes on what you're saying? Do you double check, obviously, in your head kind of what you're saying and make sure that you're kind of you're kind of towing that fine line so that somebody doesn't say, well, you're only saying they should be looking at this because they paid for a paid for that a kind of promotion package kind excellent, of thing. That's an excellent question. And realistically, no matter what you do uh, mm. in this industry as far as doing a review, whether it's get a copy of a game or get some kind of monetary or even maybe uh, you they, they give you a game to give away or something like that, you're, you're yeah. getting something. So there's always going to be potential bias no matter no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even, even somebody like the Dice Tower, if they just get a copy of the game, that's still receiving something that is of monetary value. So you have to be careful. And I think that's the most important thing for me. So what I do is I script it out, at, like yeah. you know you would in the movies, and I consider it to be um, the first portion, first portion of my videos are usually a commercial of sorts that is also informative. And then afterwards, I break it down to my positives and my negatives. I tell people if I liked it, if my cameraman liked it, which is my also he, he does my editing and all that, mm-hmm. and then I will tell them if the group liked it. So you'll have three differing opinions, and yeah. then I will finally I, I will give them um, the 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 overall what I think the audience would be for and whether they should pick it up. After the mm-hmm. video is done, I will then have people watch it here, and yeah. I want to know if it's fair and you know as balanced as I possibly can be because I'm very very careful you know, to make sure that I'm not being like that. Because, and it's almost impossible not to be in certain circumstances, not for the, the, the monetary gain necessarily no. or for the, the, getting a game, but in terms of like, I really like deception games. So maybe this isn't the best deception game because I really enjoyed playing it with this group of people. 
I'm yeah. going to give it a better review overall when it actually might not be as mechanically sound or as uh, a beautiful artwork. And a lot of it's subjective, too. So, I mean, you can go into this into fine detail with all the things I think about it, because honestly, I'm so, so picky about how I do things because I really want to come off a certain way. And I take critiques, whether they're completely negative or positive of my channel, I take them full heartedly and I really th think about it because I want to make sure that comes across. And so far, I haven't got a lot of comments about that, about uh, bias and really like that. But if I do, I will actually go back into that video and look through it and see if I can make any changes or um, in how I do things and how I play games and even how we discuss them after they've been played a couple times. But yeah, definitely a very important topic. And there's a lot of people that have a lot of differing opinions. Some people say you should get nothing. I mean, if that's the case, though, then people can't do this for a living, even if you're just marketing, right? And I also no, yeah, exactly. avoid paying for... There's nobody that pays for a review specifically from me because you can send me a game and I will review, review it for free. It's just going to take me three months and it's going to be a basic review. Yeah. If you wanted a banner ad and you wanted it done in next week, that is, that's how I monetarily charge people. So I, I try and be very open and upfront about that kind of stuff. And if mm. you don't like that or you think that that's too, potentially too much biasm for you, if you think that could lead to too much, I understand that too. And, you know, there's nothing I can do about that other than say, like, there's a ton of other great reviewers out there that, uh, you can go ahead and check out, and, I, and I, you know, I, I do watch them as well. So yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think um, I think I've seen it. You know, is always one of these things where, if the as the board game market grows and turns more and more into like a multi-million to a multi-billion kind of dollar industry, then there will always be just like the video game market. There's always going to be a kind of a scramble from the people that help sell the games. Which is what, you know, if you are providing a preview service... Don't even service, get me you know, started about the video you know, game industry, you yeah, know. They, yeah. it, can be, it can be rather incestuous, too, if you're not careful as well yeah. with how, how close you can be with certain companies. And as a reviewer, you have to distance yourself from the game and the people, which can be difficult, even for me. Like, I, I really like breaking games, right? So I have to determine, you know, what games of theirs I really enjoy and what I actually don't like, even though I really love all the people that work there that I've gotten to know, that's just a local company that, you know, is around us. Mm -hmm. But as an example, you know, and I think in the games industry, I, I can't speak too much on the subject, but I think you can see the ratings based on the critics and based on the users, and you will actually see quite a difference for a lot of games. And it makes you wonder why. So, oh, I've, yeah. I mean, um, I'm, I've been very public in, in the past. I used to review video games, so... I was aware of certain things that were kind of going on and it wasn't directly kind of you should do this, but there was a kind of a subtle kind of, you know, maybe if you do it this way, then it'll all be nice in the end. Because remember, we've got this big hitter coming out towards the end of the year that I know that you guys need to review to get the traffic. And it was like that blatant kind of, you know, pretty much slightly veiled threats that were coming from certain video game companies. And and you know I'm uh, and I've seen that and it's a, it's it's always my fear for the board game industry is that you do get kind of um, as the board game industry gets bigger you start to get kind of this and the the kind of the publishers start to meld together that you start to have to deal with like a PR person I've never ever had to deal with a really with really with a PR person in the board game industry so far except maybe when I've dealt with you know when I've maybe spoken to say Steamforge in the past you know you had to go through a couple of people before I got to speak to you know Dave Carl for instance um, there are there are companies that do do that in the industry of the board of board games and I mean yes I think it's it's a it's a good service for but it also hurts the company because if you're small it's really hard to do that. And I mean, I try and avoid directly discussing things about my reviews with any of the I mean, the publishers or the manufacturer that kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Um but no, it's it you're right. I mean, it's difficult. I I like I said I think the main thing is just be careful and really realize what you're doing and why you're saying the things you're saying because I think that's that's the main thing you can do. Uh, yeah, yeah. No matter what you're doing, whether it's your teacher or a reviewer or an influencer, I mean, you should just be very careful about what you say and uh, how you say it. I think it's, you know, that's for me, that's the most important thing is how I say things and what I say. So I try and think before I speak, which is, you know, always like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it's yeah. I mean, in terms of, um, do you also think that because you're doing Kickstarter, that if somebody doesn't like what they say in your preview, you're not always featured in the Kickstarter kind of video, or you'll just uh, have like a, are, you just have yeah, a quote there, as well, you know. Um, um, sometimes they'll quote me if I give a negative review, but well, uh, more negative than positive. Uh, yeah. So I usually try and give both. Unless, like I said, if the game's broken, then that's a whole different story. But if it's just a game I dislike for yeah. certain reasons, but saw that there is an audience for it, they'll usually pull a quote from me or something, which is fine. They'll usually put yeah. a link on there. Yeah. Yeah. If, it's a, yeah. if it's a video they really enjoy, they'll post on the Kickstarter campaign. And if they just didn't appreciate it, or if I got some of the rules wrong based on how the rulebook was written, yes. then they probably just don't do that. And uh, that's fine, too. I mean, that's their... It's They... Uh, yeah, they requested that, and I have it for them. If they don't want to use it, then that's that's how. No, I no, I, to- no, I totally get it because I know I know what it's like. I mean, if you're, I mean, I've seen people say, well, you know, that all these Kickstarter preview preview videos that these guys do that are obviously, you know, they're getting some money for it. They're they're biased chills because they're, you know, you're just like, no, no, it's like I am not gonna go, I am not gonna like collect quotes. I've got a page on the the the, the website um, for we are not wizards from previous guests who <laughs> kind of like say I asked them to kind of like say a few words about you know what it was like being a guest and if somebody said you know what I mean you're an, <laughs> you're the worst piece of garbage and you're self centered I never ever want to speak to you again I'm not going to put that on the website am I it's not like I'm going to put like if I'm trying to get funding for something I'm not necessarily going to put kind of <laughs> thought this game was unbalanced and the rule book was written by somebody who was seven years old and had never seen a board game in their life kind of thing. I'm not necessarily going to put that on my campaign kind of thing. So, you know, it's, it's different from... I think people confuse sometimes preview, Kickstarter previews with Kickstarter reviews. And I think that's down to a bit of, you know, kind of edu- you know education on that kind of... You know, on kind of that kind of thing. Um, is there... Okay, here's a... Because we we do occasionally, I do not get two or three board games sent to me on a regular basis. But on occasion, we have taken on board um, some Kickstarter kind of preview games to come on. Is there is there certain things which are absolute bugbears? Which if you could reach out to people who are considering putting together a Kickstarter prototype to say to you, which you would say, "Look, if you do this, I will instantly." have trouble doing anything with your game um be more specific give me an example rule books <laughs> let's talk let's talk rule okay books. okay if if um if the rule book isn't finished or they've um they've got some bad editing in there if it's really bad uh i'll actually even tell people i can't review their game i'll just i'll just email them like it, it it, there's certain uh, I, I am okay with prototypes as long as they're not print and play. I can't do that. I don't have time for it. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though some of the games I really like, I think I've made very few exceptions. But uh, in general, I don't do that. The only thing I do actually is print 3D miniatures for games because I have a 3D printer. But that's more for fun. Ooh. But uh, yeah, so rule books definitely. That's that's something that if it's not done right, I'll have them actually have to rewrite it and send it to me. Which is cool, though, because my wife actually does editing on the side. She actually is a oh, right, master's okay. in, in language or, or English. And uh, uh-huh. so she'll actually do, she will actually correct rule books. I think that's another service on the site we have, but it's completely separate from what I do. Yeah. So I'm not in any way affiliated with that. But she's worked for Solar Flare Games and uh-huh. some a bunch of other ones. Um, she did the last Robotech re- rules, actually. So, oh, so right, look, okay. if, you, if you've got terrible rules... There you go. So usually I will actually send them to her or something. Um, as far as the games themselves, I don't like I don't like paper cards. I won't do that, and I won't sleeve cards anymore. It's just yeah. too time consuming. I can't if it's if it's going to take a lot of time for me to do. I mean, realistically, just filming and editing a video for me is going to be six to seven hours, and yeah. playing the game and critiquing it, playing it again, and all that kind of thing, or getting the right crew for the for the the game. It's a lot of time, so having to print them out and and sleeve them and glue things together, mm, no more, no more of that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's something again that's maybe not fully understood. Is like a video. I mean, a podcast. This is quite simple. I'll just take out, you know, 
Um, I'll just take out any bits where I sound idiotic, which is usually most of the show, and then I'll put the intro music on and the outro music on and I'll take out any kind of awkward breaks or pauses and then it's kind of live. I look to kind of video stuff and I talk to a few video kind of um, creators and the hours that you put into this stuff just kind of blows my mind and I think that is sometimes forgotten that when you guys review a game I mean it could be the case that I mean do you take a lot of takes or do you generally um, do you generally kind of film and then cut bits in and out I mean kind of like like with that process I mean do you do like two or three takes do you, well you, you mentioned obviously your, your camera guy uh, they do a lot of the editing so you just do reruns and then get the right the right take or will you generally try and do it in a one or and then go back and kind of annotate over any type of mistakes. So based on unfiltered gamer, because I'm unfiltered, I like to try and keep everything is going to be one take per section, right? right? Okay. But those sections could be 20 seconds, so they could be 10 minutes, right? Right. So I okay. want that that flow of thought. Now, uh-huh. while still try. Now I also do make sure, as far as the rules are concerned, and as far as explaining the turn in order, I have that scripted, but mm-hmm. um. In general, the the review portion is kind of flow of thought, whereas everything else is kind of it, it, it's structured so that mm-hmm. way it looks good. And I, I like to do a roll, b roll, a roll, b roll, a roll, mm-hmm. and then I'll add in other bits and pieces, and then I throw in my editing. Usually, mm-hmm. we will we will usually uh, introduce the game. We will then show yeah. off the components. We yeah. will then talk about the turns and how it, it's going to feel to play the game, mm-hmm. and then. In some of our reviews, we will actually play a few turns, yeah, just so people get a feel of the game. And then afterwards, I will uh, explain what I didn't like, what I did like, what audience it's for, what audience it's not for. Mm-hmm. And uh, then after that, uh, we'll do a little outro, and I'll talk about what's what's in the works and what what giveaways we got and what other what our friends at Everything Board Games do and that kind of stuff. So I like to do little shout outs if I can. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's we we usually throw in the editing. Sometimes I'll do something funny like make really terrible 80s style <laughs> editing okay <laughs> like what back comb your hair and stuff like that i've do- i've i've dressed up as a pirate i've uh <laughs> had my dog be godzilla i mean i've just done some weird things <laughs> is it with you doing this as a business do you still are you got to keep the focus on the fun as well the focus of it being enjoyable i mean is it do you get do you get days where you're kind of like you're getting up out of bed and you're saying, I've got to film this for five hours and I just really can't, I'm not really having a good day today. Do you have to put on kind of like your film presenter type face and just kind of plow, yeah. kind of plow on yeah. with it? Yeah. Usually when, uh, if it's a, if it's specifically a walkthrough, I like to keep yeah. the energy up the entire time because walkthroughs yeah. can be very, very boring. Yeah. And a lot of the reviewers, in my opinion, do walkthroughs on YouTube are very very tiresome i can't sit through it uh, you know my, my attention span is low if i'm not being entertained so i try and keep the energy level up i try yeah, and yeah. show off the cards something like tabletop was an excellent uh walkthrough right of a game or a playthrough mm-hmm, uh, so mm-hmm. i'm nowhere near the editing for that because that would that would I, I could do something like that but it would take a lot more time and a lot yeah. better equipment yeah, um, yeah. However, I do like to. I do have to put that face on. And there's a lot of days, especially when it's uh, when it's really packed, where it's just like I've got to do you know, these three things today, including mm-hmm, these other mm-hmm. three things, and, and then I have to finish my editing. I have twelve hour days, and that can be really exhausting. I I actually play less games now than I used to when I did it uh, specifically as just a hobby. No, I can just because now that. I have to film and edit, and you know, mm-hmm. so I'll still get a game in a day or so, two games in, and I have to play that game a couple times. But uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 a different process entirely. But at the same time, I still have that core love of board games and love yeah. of the innovation of games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So sometimes, I mean, I take it you'll be reviewing a game and something will happen that will surprise you, and you'll be like, "Wow, this is." I mean, have you ever done that with it? You know, you've played a game where the game's like turned around the mechanically, and you've went, "Well, this is okay," and then it's like, "Wow, this is really actually cool." I've kind of turned my turned my head on this, and and you maybe look at it in a slightly different kind of light. Yeah, uh, Expansity was the most recent one, 
It, yeah. it, it basically it basically just comes with a bunch of buildings and cut some cards and some t- uh, and some tiles. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so it's you're just building little towers. Maybe it's going to be like uh, an acquire based thing. I don't know. We'll give it a shot though. People say it's good. As we we're playing it, I'm like, oh, this is okay. And mm-hmm. then the more I played it, I was like, wow, it actually shows <laughs> the city being built. And based yeah. on how you build the city is what the city is going to look like. You're going to have residentials next to parks. You're going to have the hospital in the commercial district. And you see the Sim City theme and feel come to life. And then you get that nostalgia. And uh, that was really interesting and really innovative to me. I haven't seen a game that does something like that before. So, uh, yeah, I get those. And they're, I'm going to say they're few and far between because, you know, a lot of a lot of the mechanics almost have been found, I guess, or or I guess they're still waiting to be found. And mm-hmm. uh, when 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 those gems pop up, I mean, like I said, that game's probably one of my top five of uh, this year. Yeah, uh, it is a very pleasant surprise. Is there game? I mean, is there games that people are kind of going hype crazy mad for that you're just kind of like going, yeah. I kind of played another seven of these games already this year, so I, I can see why everybody's everybody is excited for it because of the hype, as opposed to people being excited for it because it's a genuinely it's actually doing something kind of you know different and new and things like that. Um, I mean the I think the latest yeah, one yeah, for I me was so. Root. You know, I, I like Root. You know, I really really enjoy Root, but then. Um, I recently I've been watching the kind of the playthrough videos for Vast, which is the one before kind of Root. And yeah. it seems to be kind of like it seems to be Root plus five. But I I heard kind of there was a lot there was a little bit of a buzz going around when Vast came out. But Root this you know, Root this year there seems to have been a massive buzz, you know, kind of going about Root and how amazing it was and how kind of fantastic it was. And it's like this mixture between something being hyped up to the heavens and actually something being actually very, very good as kind of a game. Do you see, I mean, do you see that? I mean, that's Kickstarter to a T at the moment. I mean, I wrote a piece recently about, you know, how hype seems to have taken over come from something yeah. being a kind of a good idea. I mean, and that, I guess, I guess an easy one to pick on, uh, I guess would be Simon. A lot of their games recently have had very little interest in, but when they first were making games, Rising Sun mm. and the others are uh, favorites of mine. I really enjoy those games, provided yeah. in in Rising Sun you're playing either uh, four or uh, six players. You want to play? You want to play even? Uh, yeah. But okay. But the new ones, such as I guess the Game of Thrones one, that one just felt like a. A less substantial version of Warhammer. I mean, they've it's minis for minis' sake. Yeah, but I'm not sure because I haven't played it, but it just felt like that was that was what they're going for. I, I want to see in depth and interesting and intriguing gameplay with the others. It had this this track that changed based on how much corruption you wanted, you know. But I, you know, just putting pumping up minis is probably not going to be enough for people after a certain period of time. But it's still going to drive a lot of hype. And I mean, mm. they make tons of money, so I'm sure they're not going to be too offended by my uh, opinion on their most recent games. But, uh, you know, I want to, I, I see that quite a bit. I see those kind of like companies that are just like, let's produce this this game that we've made already or a, a, another yeah. altered version of a game that already made money. And it's like, oh, wow, this whole new thing's coming out again. I mean, I guess Arcadia Quest would be another one that. It's like, well, you know, they've, they've made it, now they're making five additional, you know, 30 pounds of minis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, that actually happens, too, on a lower scale as well. There are a lot of companies that do Cards Against Humanity version 2.0. Oh, 3.0. my word, yeah. Yeah, I know, and I see that, yeah. You know, yeah. Or, or Exploding Kittens version 2.0. There's a lot of that stuff, which is also, uh, you know, they, they try and steal the hype, and it usually backfires for them, unfortunately, because... You're not creating new enough content, so that, yeah, that's the I, opposite side on the more on the more uh, individualistic or like indie, you know. Yeah, I've joked about I've joked about this before, but if somebody says to me it's like it's a, it's an adult card game, you know, I always write back and say, "What are you talking about? You know, me paying my mortgage or my rent on time? Are we talking about my utilities? Me getting my car fixed? Because that to me is the idea of a of a game about being an adult. You know, somebody making fart jokes and you know making offen- you know making offensive yep. rude jokes about other people is kind of like that's 
that's you being 13. That's not you being an adult, in my opinion. I mean, but I don't yeah. like Cards Against Humanity. It's not a favorite of mine. I probably wouldn't play it if you were asked me if you asked me to. There's yeah. other, a lot of better versions of that game out, Cult Following being one of them. I just gave yeah. you a little plug in there, guys. But, <laughs> you know, it's that, that, that's hype for hype sense. That's why Cards Against Humanity has made a million copies of the same game. I don't think they've actually made a unique game ever. Uh-huh. Secret Hitler's Resistance... And Cards Against Humanity's apples to apples. Like, you know, let's make it more offensive and it'll sell. And it did. So, I mean, good on them. Smart marketing. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Do you, um, what about things like Keyforge and things like that? I mean, when you, you know, you're talking about Kickstarter games, but do you kind of keep an eye on things, what's happening with that? And with regards to kind of like, you know, um, the kind of the, the videos, um, have you thought about kind of crossing over and creating kind of content which you knew would get more people kind of viewing the channel? Uh, good question. Do I create content of hype games that will easily net me views? Uh, I'm kind of. I am. Yes, I am kind of saying that. Yeah, I think you know you have to build yeah, your fine. audience, don't you? You know, no, it's very. That's that's a legit point, and uh, the answer is sometimes. If I get a game from a company that wants me to go ahead and review it, if I get about two or three months, I will put a video out. Um, if it's something that's like really popular, like the game Root, that was very popular. I got that game by Let- from Letter Games, uh, yeah. I guess, maybe a week before it came out, and I put out a video for that as well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, realistically, I just queue things up in order of when they come, and then I put the videos out. I... Mm-hmm. I- I like the idea of that, but realistically, I want to try and help other people more than myself, and then in turn, when they share it and stuff like that, that's kind of how I build my audience, as yeah. opposed to just going, okay, what's the newest thing on the hype train? Oh, that's yeah. the newest thing? Okay, well, I'll buy that game and review it and hope I make enough views or enough subscribers to uh, be worth the cost, you know? No, I, I get completely where you're coming from with that, because it can be the same with... Um podcasts as well i mean you can yeah. see you know all of a sudden everybody's interviewing the same guy it's like when you get a celebrity going around promoting the next film and you've got you know it's across it's across all the different kind of major networks because you know hugh jackman is talking about doing the latest kind of film that he's involved in and it's like everybody is doing the interview with that person because they're going out and they're trying to create you know they're trying to create noise and kind of create an interest and uh and yeah, and, and it's, um, for us, I mean, for personally for myself, it is difficult sometimes to say, well, listen, if we get this person on, are people, are, are people gonna, you know, who are interested in the game, are they gonna catch on? Are they gonna listen to the podcast? But I think sometimes what happens is that you'll get people visiting just for that episode and then they'll go back and do what they were doing before anyway. And you're gaining maybe a little bit, but you're not kind of gaining you know, as much as you think, you know, you, you yep. could put, you could possibly kind of gain, kind of gain from completely chasing. And also, there's so many games coming out, Michael. I mean, it's impossible to keep up with everything that's going on. I mean, you know, last week it's Keyforge, and then it's um, Discover. You know, before that, and then everybody's talking about obviously Root coming out, and then people are talking about. You know, people are just talking about Simon as a company. People are talking about, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn on Kickstarter. So every single week there seems to be some kind of latest thing that's coming out and it becomes either kind of end up playing the chasing game all the time and you end up getting jaded and exhausted because you don't see a growth in what you're doing. Um, Or you say, you know what, we'll just continue, um, we'll just continue doing what we're doing. Basically, you know, and kind of do it, yep. kind of do it that way. Have you thought about? And I know you're obviously a busy guy and doing things, as you know, this is your business. Have you ever thought about kind of getting some cards yourself? You know, scoping a couple of games out. You know, is there, you know, is there the kind of the Michael Wright doing it right, designing his game night night kind of thing? I mean, is uh, that have I designed a game? Is that yeah. what is that what you're going at? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the answer is yes. There is a game that I have that I've been <laughs> fiddling with. Yeah. And um, it's it's ready, but it's not ready. So I'm gonna not be talking about it too much. But the the idea is it's it's something different, a, a little innovative, but still 
it's not a very large game because your first game should generally be small so you can build the audience but it's a uh, yeah i've got yeah. something going on that i think has a good theme okay cool and and that's all you're gonna see. You're what not gonna give us a that? world. You're not gonna give us a world exclusive. You're not gonna say. I'll tell you what. I'll whisper. I'll tell you, just whisper to me, and I'll, I'll not tell. I'll not tell anybody at all. Um, I'm gonna it's. it's I, I give you a little bit of a theme, I suppose. How about that? Okay. That'll be the first okay. time I've talked about it uh, on a oh, podcast okay. or anywhere. Okay. So it is a <laughs> game that you will be trapped in a cryogenic tube or cryogenic chamber that has broken along with other players, and your objective is to escape. That's the end. It's think Fallout, sort of, where you're in those tubes and then they, you get out of the Fallout, you know, the Fallout chambers. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. But but the game is going to revolve around you being stuck in a tube, yes. Well, it sounds oh, very okay. interesting, I know. <laughs> no, but then I, I don't kind of, you know... I never kind of question what somebody's theme is because I've, there's so many games that, you know, if somebody said to me, um, um, Woodland Animals, yeah, um, you'd be really liking a game that's all about woodland animals kind of taking over territory. I'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever, thanks, okay, go on, back to, back to bed. You know, you've obviously been dreaming, but, you know, here we are with kind of like, kind of rooting things yep. like that. So, again, is that kind of, is that kind of like, is that almost like it must be strange? Is that you're kind of like a hobby at the moment at it, the side that you're doing is. with the game, um, the game design? I don't yeah. want to be. I gotta be careful with how I come across with am I a designer or a reviewer, an influencer? So yeah, is it? It might be something that I give to another company after I've kind of you know made it and you know designed it fully, then given it to them. They'll maybe re clean up the theme or the rules, yeah. but. That might happen. Maybe I'll just make it myself. I don't think I'll be doing a Kickstarter, specifically myself, <laughs> the Unfiltered Gamer brand. I don't... It's not something that. that I think is going to be happening. Uh, I might eat my words on that, but I'm I'm fairly certain I don't want to do that. <laughs> you can uh, just imagine so, you just slamming it on the table and saying, Cryotube Stories, buy it, it's fantastic. I don't know who this guy is. I've never heard of them. That's not yeah. our logo on the front of the box kind of way, but get yeah, it anyway. That's, that's what I'm it, thinking. Like, I don't want to be promoting my own game. I don't like that idea. Um, yeah. So maybe I'll just sell it to somebody for a million dollars and, and they, can, <laughs> they can make two million off of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that. what would happen. That's exactly what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> that is that's de- definitely destined to get what happened. Whether you be All right, surrounded, Simon, take my t- <laughs> make the first uh, micro card game or card game <laughs> that you've ever made. There you go. There you go. And here's some of my soul, <laughs> just yeah, to just go, just to go, just to go with it. Were you being surrounded by my, um, cardboard so much? Do you? I mean, I know we said that the game design stuff is a hobby, but do you do you consciously then make sure you're making an effort to, I guess, get away from board gaming as well? I mean, do you kind of do other kind of hobbies as well? That are, are, are you fully concentrated on? I mean, you know. I mean, you- I, I I play. I, I mean, on Facebook, I've played some some uh, Overwatch and stuff with other community members. I mean, I, I'm on yeah. I'm on the Blizzard games on the occasion. So if you're a if you're a designer or something like that, you want to play some Overwatch, I've done that. Uh, there's a yeah. couple little phone games and stuff, but other than my actual hobbies being fishing, which I try and do on the weekends once every two weeks, I'll go out to the pier and do something like that or the lake. And uh, yeah, yeah. And I like to build stuff. I've got a I've got a full garden in the back, so I, I grow right. peppers. And I also will give out hot sauce once a season to the board game industry. I'll I'll pump out a hot sauce, <laughs> pay for shipping, have some ridiculously hot hot sauce. So you, do you put the little fireball symbol on the side of the bottles then when you're doing the hot sauce? Because if, if I you, do, you do. Of course you do. Because that would make absolutely no sense if you didn't, and you'd be scorned into oblivion if you hadn't doing it. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually called unfiltered sauce. Uh, Well, I've named them in the past. I'm I'm thinking about actually making a little nicer uh, this next season, but we'll see. We'll see. It's it's one of those things I do as a side, side, side hobby, Mm. you know, and it it, Mm. it, it gets about it gets about like one percent attention. Uh, I like I like growing things more than I like 
handling hot sauce, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get your eyes all burning and whatnot. I, but yeah, I do enjoy it. If, and if, the fish, if, I mean, if I uh, if I let you, I'll let you know if I actually start uh, start marketing it worldwide. <laughs> that would be, you know, I think that would be fad- fantastic. You know what I mean? From the guys that bought you hot and fiery Kickstarter previews, <laughs> they're about to bring comes, something. Comes some hot and you, fiery pepper sauce. Stick, stick it on your burrito. Stick it on your steak. Man, stick it in your tea. This thing's going to be wild. It's the unfiltered sauce. And it just cuts to you turning around and going, get that sauce. And, you know, and then, you know, and then, you know, the world would be fantastic. I'm surprised actually to be other. I was going to say, I'm surprised you've not done a a game based around peppers, but I believe there is already a game based around peppers because we are heading into kind of like the rule 37 of board games, which is if there is a topic that somebody asks, is there a board game based around that? Then a board game magically appears from nowhere. That actually Walk has of fire. That, exactly. It has that theme, you know, so, so that, so that's kind of fine. I guess in there, I mean, is, but on the fishing side of things, is that just something you just sit, sit about, kind of like get the line out, you know, just sit there, contemplate things, allows you to give you a bit of thinking space as well. Oh yeah, it's a nice like relaxing thing. I started doing it with my buddy before we were doing this. It was it was you know I'd be w- filming working in LA for a while, and then I'd come uh-huh. home, and uh-huh. I'd be so burnt out that sitting around having a beer, you know, not catching yeah. fish is an enjoyable hobby. Yeah, it's just like it's a it's a it's a kind of a, it's a good conversation that's interrupted by some about five minutes of mad activity. I believe fishing. The type of yep. fishing I've ever been involved in has generally been sitting, sitting down, cracking open a cold one, having a chat, and then somebody going, "Oh wait, wait, wait!" And then there's been kind of like mad thrashing about, and everything's been kind of uh, from there. Um, I have one more question from you for you. You got from it you, for you. Okay. Um, you. <laughs> Are in the middle. Go ahead, you can ask of it. The zomb- you're in the middle of the zombie apocalypse. Okay. Yep. You're fighting your way through the undead hordes, and you find you rush up an alley, and on the right hand side of the alley, there's a slightly open door. When you go into the door and shut it behind you, with an undead horde banging against the door, you discover that you are in one of the biggest board game emporiums of all time. It seems to have everything. That you could want and dream for, anything, anything and everything. First edition, second editions. Okay, in the middle of the floor, there is a cart, like a little kind of you know red cart made out of plastic. It's got wheels, and um, you've got the opportunity to take any three board games with you. Now you can have any games at all. You can have expansions. You can have first. Anything is open. Um, the cart will fit whatever three you decide to take. Wherever you go, whether you meet people by themselves or people in groups, the answer to the question whether or not they want to play a board game is always going to be yes. So, Michael, what three games do you take with you on your zombie-fested adventure? Oh, my gosh. That is the most in-depth question for what are my three favorite games I've ever had. <laughs> um, so I'm going to, I guess, piece this down to three games that are best going to fit three different groups. So I guess one of them would have to be Resistance. That's a solid group game, and uh, I enjoy the trader aspect, so I think that's going to be a solid pick. Uh, that I played a bunch of it too, but I still enjoy it every time. Um, let's see, a smaller game. Gosh, this is, tough. I, this is a difficult question. So yeah, it's many not games. easy. Like, yeah, I know. If it's the apocalypse, Michael, and you've got to watch out because the banging is becoming louder. And oh, is that the tinkle of glass that I can hear? Is maybe somebody managed to break through the window? You better hurry up. I guess. I guess to save. I guess my wife might be with me in this case, so to save for my sanity and make sure that they're not all competitive, I'd probably take something like, oh, 
Thanos Rising sounds good right now. It's a good solid <laughs> cooperative game that we don't have to kill each other in. <laughs> yeah, I gotta be careful. I know how she can get pretty competitive, so... There you go. And, and um, one more. What other one more. Ones? Yeah, one come more. on. Hmm. I guess to tickle my fancy, I'd probably go with the others from Simon. I really enjoyed that game, but it might be overtaken by Solomon Kane. We'll see. Uh, but the others, by Colmenier or not, is a really cool uh, mid-player game that I enjoy. It's got a really cool theme, and it's got a lot of stuff in it, so it has a lot of replayability. I've still got to play that, and I was looking at the rules video the other day, so it's probably one of the games I would take with me as well. Um, so you um, you put them in the cart, you disappear out a different fire exit, you run off um, into <laughs> into further adventures, kind of like Kane and Kung Fu, but with board games. And we can Beautiful. expand on that, and we can expand on that on another time. Um, Make it a loving it. R- RPG at the very end of the segment every time. <laughs> All right, I like it. <laughs> thank you very very much for coming on michael oh, um, i am more than happy if people want to find out where you exist on the internet webs where do you exist on the internet webs all right make it easy google unfiltered gamer you'll find me there you go there you go um you're on youtube you're on twitter you're on f- you're on facebook the, um, yeah, you, you, you Google my name, you'll have 10 different results. 10 uh, different things. And you can yep. go ahead and click on whatever you want. Whatever and we will make, tickles your fancy. No Tumblr, though, but everything else. We will make sure we'll make sure that we put, put as many links as we can find in the show notes so that we have notes to show. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to keep an eye on what we are up to, then we also exist on the internet webs, and all you need to do is go to the Googles and search for We Are Not Wizards, and you will find us on such wonderful places like um, Twitter and Facebook, and uh, we we are on Tumblr. I have no idea why we're on Tumblr, but apparently we're on Tumblr. Tumblr we're also on Inst- needs uh, more not wizards. Uh, exactly. Um, and <laughs> we're also on places like Instagram and We've got our website, which is we'renotwizards.com, and we've also got our blogs, which is we'renotwizards.blogspot.com. If you um, like YouTube, you can listen to us on YouTube. If you like looking at previews and reviews and stuff, go and check out. Go and check out The Unfiltered Chick uh, Gamer. Give it a subscription. The Unfiltered Chick. Just watch (laughs) it. It's fantastic. And... um, (laughs) And if you want to, if you really like what you've listened to tonight, please jump onto Apple Podcasts and drop us a subscription. If you like us even more than that, then give us a rating or a review. If you are going to be giving us a rating or a review, as we say, do not give us 10 stars because that makes us big-headed. But do not give us one star because that Isn't makes us solid, cry. Isn't like eight? Isn't that what the comedians always say? Give them eight, you know? So- it something. shows that you care, but you're not like over-caring and you're not under-caring. Eight is the solid number. Um... Uh, it only goes up to five, so you're ruining the joke, Michael, but thanks, thanks very much for... You're welcome. I mean, it's something I like to do. (laughs) Why did you say ten stars if you can't even rate ten stars? Uh, I just... Why are you just, like, ruining everything in the last two minutes? It's been nice, so... I jump in and try and mess things up for you. That's how I do it. That's fun. Thank you very, very much. I really, really, really appreciate it. And if you can give me 10 minutes, I'm just going to go away and downvote some videos. Um, Beautiful. There's one guy that does that every video. Just one guy. I know it, too. But what we do say is, remember, give us five stars because it's in the middle and we're average and we're just that little bit average. But the person who hasn't been average tonight, well, I was going to say he's haven't been average tonight, but he's obviously ruined everything now. Is the rather wonderful, the rather fantastic Michael Wright. Rather Thanks handsome? For, I was going to say stunning. <laughs> stunning. <laughs> stunning. That's even better. I a, spe- a specimen of a man with with wonderful hair. Do you have a hair care regime, by the way, or do you just let it? Oh my Just, gosh. Uh, yeah, I, I take care of it. I make sure it's a lush, flowing, lustrous. golden brown locks. Boisterous. I bet you yeah, wash and you have these hair products. <laughs> you go with extra chili sauce. Of course. <laughs> That's the secret ingredient. Oh my word. That's an entire podcast in itself. That means you have to come back. Now, 
<laughs> there's right. only there's only two two more things to do. The first thing is to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Michael? Um, yes. I really just grow to not like you. Was that um, a no? I don't. That, well, yes, of course we're wizards. I mean, right? <laughs> no. Okay. Oh no, we're not. No, yeah, okay. And the next thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from it's a goodbye from Michael. Say goodbye, Michael. I look forward to seeing you guys next time. <sighs> okay. And it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe, rollsixes.com. And remember there are a plethora of um wonderful media people out there who are talented, funny, passionate about their work and there's also the unfiltered gamer channel as well but until the next time goodbye arse (laughs) a wizard is never late Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. <laughs>